Hello, everyone. This is the Guinea Pig Podcast, and we are here to rock your socks off. <laughs> but on I a like real, uh, this is Josh Sanchez, aka Captain, and I am joined by Nathan Chirapata, aka Maverick, the co-hostess with the mostest. Oh, thanks, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, how you been, dude? What's been going on? You, what, where are you? I've been around. Let's just say that I just got off of a week doing nights in uh, Denver, Colorado, which I ended on Saturday morning. And then I was back in Arizona for two days. And now I'm in Kansas. I'm not going to name the city, but it's not a large one. An undisclosed location in Kansas undergoing secret. <laughs> treatments right experiments well i'm i'm doing a hospitalist tour i'm going to be working in a hospital here starting listen, tomorrow morning listen dude if, if you're not at liberty to say that's okay i understand i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could say where i'm at i don't know i'm in in hutchinson kansas we'll like an, an hour from wichita yeah yeah we'll bleep uh, and then on the video recording, we're going to blur out your face and use a <laughs> protocol. Uh, You're going to cancel my voice out, make it like uh, Darth Vader? No, 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 no. What we're going to do is we're going to go into an AI filter and we're going to turn you into Gary Busey. And um, you're going to have the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And <laughs> no one would ever be able to tell it to you. Okay. Yeah, that, that protects me. <laughs> Are we doing a podcast? We are doing one. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so you've been yeah. all over. Uh, that is today's segment of Where is Maverick? <laughs> um, currently in Kansas, hometown in, in Arizona. Um, yeah. yeah. The past week, been in three different states. So, so a but light. Got it. That's light work. Yeah. <laughs> But let, let's uh, we'll get on track. We'll we'll see how have you been doing um, with your in, injections and you got in two injections. Is that correct? Yeah, I got two in, two two in, man. All by my all by myself, poking myself with a needle, man. I, I'll tell you, I I expected it to be an interesting experience. You know, uh, I was actually pretty nervous about sticking myself with a needle. To be honest with you, <laughs> well, I was there with you, man. The first one we we Facetimed it, we did it kind of together. Mm -hmm. It was pretty graphic. Uh, I had to put the my phone on the table and then like lift up my shorts into my nether regions, and uh, you know wipe myself down with alcohol. It was pretty crazy, man. It was pretty crazy. It was like a whole thing. I, in my mind, I was going in for some major surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and then after it was done you were like oh that's it uh, okay yeah the, the craziest part is <clears throat> maybe it was adrenaline but I really felt like you know you're like pinch the skin and put the needle in and I was like dude I don't know if I can do this and as I was getting towards my skin I just was like you just have to not stop just keep going at that pace nice and slow and I was going and dude I felt Nothing. I didn't feel the needle go in. I didn't feel a stinging. 
until obviously it was like all the way in. And then I started to look at it and my hand was kind of shaky and I was like, okay, that kind of hurts a little bit to like move it. But Mm -hmm. you know, um, all that to say as a person who's never injected themselves ever in their entire life with anything, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. The second dose was not so good. Uh, I think we talked about that a little bit on the phone, but I, you know, I doled the needle and then tried to put it in my skin. Um, and that hurt. And so I had to switch out the needle. Um, but yeah, no crazy, but doable. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, but I did take some journals. I don't know if you I was going to ask if you did your homework. Uh, do, you, do you mind sharing with us? In the past? Oh, absolutely. What people don't know is that um, Maverick is uh, sponsored by C4 Energy Drinks. And he gets a little kickback. And then he kicks that back to me. So this is all sort of, you know, this money-driven scandal. No, I'm just joking. Okay. Promo code guinea pig. Yeah, promo code guinea pig. Type it in the menu. Uh, yeah, go. Buddy <laughs> is listening to this podcast. Go to um, the McDonald's app and type in promo code the guinea pig podcast. Nothing will happen. You will play- Same with C four. <laughs> they won't take anything off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you cut out the barcode of a C four can and make <laughs> nothing will happen. Pay full price and probably get cut, and then have to go get a tetanus shot. And then they're going to contact us and probably sue us. Right. Oh, wait, that's aluminum. Okay, that doesn't rust. Probably can't get tetanus. But hey, verdict's still out. We don't know that. <laughs> okay, so on to, on to journal, journals. Uh, I'm no journalist, but I figured I'd just kind of write down exactly what's going down um, just so I don't lose track of what's going on uh, with the process. So... My journal entry uh, for the first injection, 52223. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, er, uh, everybody, is uh, Tuesday, uh, May 30th, 2023. Um, but this, this uh, journal entry is from 522, and it says, Injection Day. I'm going into this experiment, experiment hoping to achieve improvements in four areas. Motivation and drive, depressed mood, libido, mental focus. My baseline T is 618, which is in the standard range according to Kaiser's scale, but who knows if this is low for me in reality. At the present moment, I'm struggling with motivation to work out or even do housework. It's affecting my work ethic as well. Negative thoughts are more than positive. I'm taking 36 milligrams of Concerta daily uh, for ADHD. That's methylphenidate, Ritalin. But I'm hoping that testosterone helps with that as well. My car was stolen a few days ago, and I've been under a lot of stress. My CPAP was also stolen, so my sleep quality is abnormal. Injecting 0.4 mLs of testosterone with Maverick on FaceTime, supervising the first dose. Um, yeah, to be continued. I like, I like those journal entries because you do, you know, you'll just like give the facts, the date, when, how much you injected, so kind of keeping on tabs with like just you know the therapy and staying within the dose uh and then adding like what you hope to achieve anything that you've noticed that's different or the same or maybe even worse and then you you added those like personal touches to it and you were talking about you had the car stolen and the cpap machine stolen um and like anytime you lose your 
source of uh, like transportation. And if you have obstructive sleep apnea, right. uh, I mean, how has that affected your sleep? Oh, I mean, it's been horrific. I didn't realize that. Uh, so when I was like diagnosed or I did my sleep study, they told me that I stopped breathing every 17 minutes. And so I'm guessing that my O2 sats were in the tank at night, and which is why I was waking up feeling all hungover all the time. Even if I wasn't drinking, I just never felt like I got that good rest, you know, and mm -hmm. um, got the CPAP. That was a hard adjustment to even wear it at night. I kept ripping it off my face because I get claustrophobic. But once I started wearing it every day, um, I stopped crashing every day at 4 p.m. I lost weight. Um, I slept way better, mental clarity, all those things. So because I don't have that, <laughs> I yeah. you know, my mental clarity is not quite all there. Um, I've been crashing a little bit more, a little bit more tired. Uh, but I have noticed since my last dose, which we'll get into in a minute, but since my last dose, even just today, um, I felt just the slightest spike in uh, energy and focus. And I would say motivation, honestly, because I got right up and got right into my day. But okay, I, sorry, I didn't mean to stop you. Um, and mm -hmm. then, did you have another recording and anything of note? Oh, well, I did have um, my second injection journal entry, and that was on the twenty seventh. Uh, which is a few days ago. And it says, I am now out of Concerta and have still been without a CPAP, which is has been even more of a struggle in focus in the drive department. Regular sex, no issues. I've been crashing at around 3 p.m. every day. Some weight loss from 205 to 202 pounds. No other improvements yet, but I'm hoping to see some by the fourth dose. We march on. Uh, so, yeah. So something else you might need to know is that, you know, I'm in between insurances right now, and I've been out of my ADHD medication as well. I feel like this journaling is kind of like me sending a letter from prison, you know, to someone else. And I'm going, day three, no Concerta, <laughs> no CPAP. My car was stolen. The other day. I, don't, I don't know what else to do. You know? I, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's sounding like there's a lot more uh, factors in this experiment than you know one would hope for but i mean personal stuff is personal stuff it's not like we could have you know predicted that you would have your car broken into and stolen uh or that you know you would have to have that change of insurance uh, yeah not to get too personal i know you're going through a job change and and that's big time too so there's a lot of uh stress uh, other contributing factors that's what i'll say <laughs> no and and you know me and you have talked about this off mic you know uh, that mm -hmm. those do play a role and i'm just journaling to keep that in in mind because i think the whole point of this experiment is to generally see how testosterone positively improves my life right and opti optimizing my body um and that's kind of the whole point of it. And if I can keep that in my perspective and let, you know, things happen in life, 
it's going to get crazy. I got to move on, right? Got to move forward. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, the testosterone is going to help with my focus and maybe that the Concerta won't be such a loss here, um, in the next couple doses. Cause it might take me a couple weeks to get that by the way. So mm -hmm. I'll see. And so usually with like any stopping of like amphetamine based drugs or the, the ones that work on the norepinephrine and epinephrine, uh, metabolism, there should be a period of, you know, withdrawal and crash. And I think that, might also be what you're going through a little bit. See, now that would make a lot of sense. That would mm -hmm. make a because I'm basically chemically addicted to Ritalin. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. And then I mean, I'll get a little personal here. I mean, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was in uh, yeah undergrad, and then I took uh, Adderall and then Ritalin and then back to like going all the way through undergrad, then through med school, and then through residency. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And that and helped? So, oh, yeah. I think it was the only way I, I could get through it, you know. Yeah. To keep focused and, and everything. Um, but also That's getting off of it is, is really difficult and really trying. And... Uh, I think it was a it was a couple of weeks. I don't know if it was a whole month, but maybe maybe three to four weeks that after getting off of it, yeah, it feels like you don't have that energy, uh, or you don't like even have the uh, you know the ability to stay awake and everything throughout the day. So that's why I'm thinking. I don't know. Is that contributing to your crash periods at three o'clock, or is it the not having the CPAP and not getting restful sleep at night. I think but it's a how, sure. how many hours of sleep are you having? I'd probably say six is the average. Seven sometimes. And you wake up during those times? I mean, to be honest with you, dude, like sleeping is kind of a weird thing for me because half the time, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad of two, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and you know, my son's next to me. I, what in the world? <laughs> you know, like it's when I pass out, I don't even know. And you know, half the time my girlfriend's been waking me up and you know, or like kind of nudging me because I've been snoring or I'll be like, Hey, did I snore last night? Yep. You did. And I'm like, okay, no wonder I feel like garbage, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that definitely be it and and with the CPAP you feel like you feel rested you feel like you have energy after you wake up after those six or seven hours oh yeah I feel like six six to seven hours is all I need on a CPAP you know it's just that quality sleep condensed I've got like HEPA purified air forced into my body <laughs> whether I like it or not <laughs> <laughs> that's right well that I mean we were going to get into a little bit more on you, Cap, with your, uh, I mean, we got the medical background, so your medical history includes, uh, and you were telling me some stuff off air, but we got to get it on the pod if we're, if we're doing this thing. So you had ADHD, which I think a lot of people have, and, or some form of it, I have it. Um, 
struggle with it daily, you know, obstructive sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. And then you were talking to me about some some injury you had to the to your neck. Can you tell me when that was and how it affected you? Right. Um, so this is like October 2021, I believe. Yeah, October 2021. Uh, I had a work injury. I was lifting up some air tanks and I lifted one with my left arm just like I would normally do almost every day and I felt a little something give and uh, over the course of a couple days it got worse until I laid down on the ground one time and I couldn't get back up because I couldn't you know get my head to get off the ground (laughs) and so I was advised to go see somebody I went and saw uh, my chiropractor because I thought it was just a you know a kink in my neck and he had me do some treatment and then we got an MRI found out that I had a blown disc in my C6, C7. Um, and that that kind of floored me for, for a while there. Um, I was on light duty from work. Um, had to stay home for a couple weeks, actually, because they didn't have work for me. Uh, that was light. <laughs> and so uh, I did that. And I noticed that I wasn't sleeping well. So I talked to my doctor about the sleep study got a sleep study done hey you've got obstructive sleep apnea got on a CPAP but um, yeah so that's kind of the 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 backstory of that the backstory of my Ritalin are you interested in that oh yeah okay <laughs> so backstory of my Ritalin and maybe just so people can get to know me a little bit more and maybe could relate a little bit but uh, I got separated May 2019, uh, and by, I want to say September of that same year, I was just sort of at my wits end with the, with everything going on, the stress, the changes, everything that was happening. And I was like, man, I really want to get back on my ADHD medication. I had been off for about five years actually. And I thought it was doing Okay. But, you know, everything was a struggle. Uh, I got talked to my doctor. I got back on my Ritalin and it was like a light switch. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is people feel like I totally forgot all about it. And um, then the pandemic hit. Right. Um, And that was crazy. You know, it just kind of going from a family unit the year before to absolute isolation uh, the next within a year and that was rough, man. But, you know, at least I had my Ritalin, which helped me with my motivation, drive and focus. And I was still working 40 hours a week. I was working, um, for a fire department and that was really a crazy time. But, you know, after being grounded by my injury a couple of years into the job, it kind of helped me slow down a little bit and focus on my health, I guess, and kind of just being more aware and being more open about um, my issues. (laughs) And me opening up about my issues kind of got this podcast started with you. (laughs) And we're opening it wide open, maybe. (laughs) But (laughs) Yeah, off mic, you know. Off mic and on mic. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll I'll just kind of recap 
I mean, you said you had PhD and that was treated until about 2014 and you, you went off the medication mm -hmm. um, until about, you know, May of 2019 where you had a family unit, you had a wife and how many kids? Two kids. Two kids. And then the wife, uh, mom of those two kids, and you separated? Correct. And then it kind of started, um, that's when you decided, oh, I need to get back on ADHD medication. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a lot to manage, um, you know, by yourself uh, when you're used to having things be a certain way and then everything changes and you have to try to figure out all the systems of your life again. Because if you have ADHD, which it sounds like you said you did. Mm -hmm. I put my keys in this place. I put my, you know, <clears throat> and I had to move and it was just a lot of changes, you know, and it was hard to keep track of everything. So Ritalin was a huge uh, help, especially because, you know, the lack of dopamine in the places I needed it. So, yeah. And then sometimes I'm just happy to make it out the door with pants on. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a win for me. <laughs> yeah. No, but, that's, I feel like, and uh, if I don't, I go back and put them back on. Yeah. <laughs> Most, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd say like, you know, for me, uh, with ADHD, it's just like the classic, you know, 10 minutes late to everything because our time perception is a little bit different mm -hmm. and, it, and getting distracted, misplacing yeah. Yep. 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 So system. And that's why, like, kind of deviations from the routine kind of mess up the whole schedule. Yeah, there it is. Routine. That's a better word for it. The routines are important. And then after the separation, that was 2019. Then you ran into COVID, like, like all of us did, and then had the injury. Um had the C6 and C7 bulging disc diagnosed mm -hmm. compared what you were able to do at work. And of course, at a time when, so you worked for the fire department and mm -hmm. you were, you were a paramedic, correct? Uh, no, uh, EMT, but I didn't practice my EMT with that fire department. Um, I did another job more in administration an administrative role, but And at a time when EMT and fire department were probably needing a lot of work. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're pretty much out of that, uh, at least the COVID part of it. Let me see if there's some other stuff that I want to get into. And then also that, I mean, basically on the mental part of the medical history, you also were telling me in another uh, adjustment disorder? Yeah. So that's something I'm pretty open about too. Uh, is okay, that... I want to lead you into a brick wall. But... <laughs> so you can pineapple whenever. But... Yeah. Pineapple, you're hearing it. Uh, you, got, you got yourself a jam here. No. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, obviously getting back on my Ritalin was a huge help. But I don't think that I didn't think it was going to be enough. You know, uh, I was just having a hard time managing everything, especially stress. 
without feeling overwhelmed all the time, if I'm honest. And I decided like, you know, I really need to, I just, I feel like I need to get into some therapy, talk to somebody about these things, get some tools um, and just to talk to somebody. Right. And so I started um, with one psychotherapist and then they couldn't keep me on due to come billing thing. And I got another one and then I changed insurances again. And then I found the one that I've been currently with for three years now. Um, and we've been doing weekly uh, sessions uh, for about three years. And I, and I got to say that that's really helped me a lot with managing my stress. Um, you know, just managing major life events. And uh, part of that was sort of like, what's your condition that you're coming in for? Right. And that's when I was kind of diagnosed with a adjustment disorder, which typically means that it takes me a month to five months to adjust to big life changes. And some of the symptoms of adjustment disorder, like anxiety and depression, both, you know, um, feeling overwhelmed, just sort of like panic attacks, just different things in that nature, um, you know, insomnia, but then like sleep all day, just a, a lot of different things that were affecting my life, my waking world. And I felt like therapy really helped me through that and has continued to, you know, to help me adjust to things. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of my journey there. It's been a so wild that, ride. Yeah, it sounds like a wild ride. But as far as the experiments concerned, you know, I think that those are factors that kind of keep me grounded um, as we move forward. Even though crazy stuff's going to be happening in my life, I feel like I got a good base. Mm -hmm. Healthy base. So, I mean, I know I hmm, probably should have went to some psychotherapy, but um, I just can't deal with people <laughs> talk to me about my feelings. So I usually go to the gym. There you go. And then I don't, I find that an hour of banging around any heavy weights can pretty much solve a lot of problems or at least smash them down to a size that I can deal with. Yeah. Some plate therapy. Yeah. Um, like have you been incorporating any gym or exercise time into I'm here the experiment? Like, are you committed anywhere for three days a week at least? I'm here to, to tell you that I am not, <laughs> and I haven't, but I've had the, the desire to. I think before my neck injury, um, I played basketball a lot. We had this group of guys that would, you know, um, play for like 6 a.m. at some school, and we did that for 10 years. And so that was my exercise, you know, and I got, when I got injured, I had no, I couldn't, I couldn't play ball. I tried and it's just too painful and I didn't want to injure it further. So I had to quit. And I, since then I still have not played and I've definitely been looking for an outlet. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that by the fourth dose, I get this nice motivation to lift something, you know, go do something, go for a run, um, I like to do that Tabata training, intervals of sprints, 
that kind of thing. Do Do you have any time during the week to, if it's just like a 30, 45 minute walk or hike, anything like that, that you're going to plan to schedule in? I'm kind of making another homework assignment for you. <laughs> if you can't tell. I feel like this is kind of like a backwards way of you're going to, this is some kind <laughs> of in trick. You will out for 30 to 45 minutes. Every <laughs> Bill working five minutes every week. Ah. Um, no, but I, I, I've been thinking about it. I do have a way uh, to, to walk. I can at least do 30 minutes, you know, three days a week walking with a purpose. Like I'm late. Mm hmm. Getting the heart rate up. I think that's going to be big time. I, I don't know. At least for me, working out helps a lot. All right. You got yourself a deal. I got to incorporate that. And as we were talking before, I guess you, you played basketball. I played football. but And I used to play soccer intramural for like when I was going through residency. But the other thing that you notice when you get older is all of a sudden everybody starts coming down with injuries. Oh, yeah. Body had, starts apart. Mm-hmm. And I had one of my friends uh, tore his MC, ACL and also tore part of the tibia bone. It's called an avulsion fracture with Ooh. the ligament. Ooh. And then had another buddy that tore his MCL twice. Oh. Like back-to-back -back years. It was just like, okay, maybe soccer is not the, <laughs> the game for like a 35-year-old male to play. <laughs> <laughs> but like the elliptical weights, like safe, safe amount of weight, not like maxing out. I think that's totally doable. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, they... I could lift I could lift a weight or two, you know what I mean? I could grab a dumbbell, you know. <laughs> yeah, I could send you kind of my routine if you want that. I don't know. Oh, sure. I do the I use kettlebells and the simple and sinister by Pavel Tatsuline. Oh yeah. Send it I to mean me. it, it's literally twenty minutes a workout and you do a warm up. You do uh, push-ups, uh, goblet squats with hip opening, and then you do 100 kettlebell swings. It's divided by 20, so you do five sets of 20. And then you do total of 10 Turkish get-ups, five on the right, five on the left. Okay. This something is like that. Something like consistent that you can reproduce and do on like a – you know, three to five times a week and just like get it done. Yeah. I mean, you heard it here, folks. He's trying to turn me into the perfect soldier and, you know, trying to use inception <laughs> to make it happen. <laughs> uh, I got you journaling, working out. Uh, <laughs> I'm, testosterone. I'm adding a lot of factors into this uh, experiment, but I mean, we'll be checking on all of them especially the levels and like I was saying, I think for you, I remember your hemoglobin was the one thing that I was looking at and it was 17.1. So mm -hmm. we'll have to keep an eye on that and make sure it doesn't, 
you know, I mean, if that's how it is normally, we'll hope it stays around the same, but it shouldn't go up very much more. All right. Can you, maybe we could talk briefly about that and get more into it later, but what's, wh why should anyone care about their hemoglobin levels? Well, that that's one of the, the roles of testosterone. It works on the bone marrow and then it produces more red blood cells, trying to get you more oxygen delivery to your muscles and all the tissues in your body, brain, the heart. The only thing is, you know, if you're getting too much, uh, it can get too thick. And then if the blood gets too thick, you can have a risk of clots, like pulmonary embolism if the clot goes to the lung, a stroke mm -hmm. if it, you, you form a clot and it goes to the brain. Uh, you can have them build up in your legs, have a, a DVT, deep venous, venous thrombosis. And, of course, those are things that we want to avoid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of partial to being alive. Um, we're, we're more interested in the other effects that <laughs> testosterone has. I'm, I'm trying to like thrive here, you know. Mm -hmm. I, well, that that's what I'm there for, man. I'm, that's why we're gonna keep a tab on this and, and and redo these labs and make sure we're not going too high for too long. But I mean, testosterone is a hormone, so it's not gonna work like. You know, if you had an infection, like if you had a cellulitis, like uh, like a break in the skin and and it gets infected by, let's say, uh, staph aureus and I give you like an antibiotic course of doxycycline and mm -hmm. immediately like the next day, the day after you start taking it, you notice that the swelling is going down, the pain goes down, the redness goes down. That's a, a hormone works a little bit different where it'll It'll go and turn on a bunch of things, but it turns them on very slowly. And that's okay. why I think, you know, we know testosterone helps with the with muscle mass. It like it produces more um myoglobin and also like the nuclei for the muscle cells. So you can grow more muscle. Um and these are all things that I think, you know, are kind of uh you know, if you look at not the natural, but the bodybuilding community, you can tell what the effects of testosterone are. Like, obviously, it makes your muscles a lot larger. And then uh, you can also see, because they're going a lot higher than we are on a testosterone optimization regimen, they're going super therapeutic. So then you can see, like, there's all these stories about bodybuilders killing people like their family and everything wow. so you can have the mood swings and that's why we're we're keeping this journal you know i mean if anything like that happens you gotta let me know i'm gonna <laughs> keep tabs if like you know breeze starts saying um we need to stop this experiment then you know we'll stop it but yeah i think we're staying under the within the normal range and I'm even kind of underdosing a little bit for you just because your testosterone level was uh, 618 and the hemoglobin being 17. I, so, trust, I trust you with my life and not killing my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> just the small things, you know? Well, is there anything else that you wanted to cover there Maverick today? 
I will be honest, I did want to speak a lot more about testosterone, and I kind of teased it on the last one, but I promise it's just been kind of a whirlwind week. And I, I was doing nights in Colorado, and then I come here, and then tomorrow I got to switch to days. So I've been kind of uh, flipping my circadian rhythm around and haven't had a chance to put together the journals that I'd like to highlight about testosterone and testosterone therapy, but they'll be in there. Well, we trust that. I mean, you've been out there all over the United States of America being super doc. I think that uh, we can understand that, you know, you want to prep a little bit more and we'll talk about testosterone another time. How about next time? Uh, yeah, we can do that. All right. All right. Well, I got uh, my next dose tonight. Uh, actually, after we get off, I'm probably going to give it to myself, uh, do my journal entry, and then we'll continue this on the next episode. What do you say about that? I like that. That sounds like a plan. And as always, we get to sign off with a quote from our good friend Woody Harrelson from the movie Zombieland. It's time to nut up or shut up. We'll catch you next time, guys. Peace.